to the best of fives. Five! Uh, uh, uh. To quote the count. <laughs> now, on this episode, we're going to count down our top five funny parodies of horror movies. Uh, this is related to our episode of The Grady's last week, where we talked about Saturday the 14th. If you haven't seen this gem, just go ahead and listen to the episode and we'll save you the trouble. <laughs> so with me today, yeah. I, I have Ed Hi. And, and Dave. Hello. So uh, this was actually a fun list for me to do because I... I've stated before, I don't do horror movies, but I will do the heck out of some horror movie spoof. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's actually a genre I quite enjoy. So uh, let's just kick off our list already. Ed, what is your number five for this list? Uh, Well, for my number five, I kind of had a a tie, which is kind of lame. Um, I know to start the list, it's The Addams Family and Saturday the 14th. Ooh. Um, But... To be honest with you, I'm not sure the Adams Family uh, fits because I don't think it's supposed to be a spoof of the Adams Family. It's just a different take on it. Um, but um, there, when watching it, there's so many winks and so many nods to what we know as the previous versions of the Adams Family, whether it be the John Aston piece on television or um, the comic. Um, that I kind of feel like it's spoofing itself. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday the 14th for reasons that you could hear on the previous podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Dave, you're number five. All right. Yeah, mine is uh, the the word spoof to me. I don't know, like uh, that, that definition of that word pigeonholes you into one specific genre of movies. So I kind of just did horror movies or scary movies that happen to be intentionally also very funny. And my number five is The Visit. The, I guess, last at this point, M. Night Shyamalan film that he made. And uh, this movie, (laughs) I I really, I do like his movies a lot, and I know he's made some crap over the years in between of the blockbusters that he's he's made in the past but i think this movie was brilliant because i think it was supposed to be funny unsettlingly funny all along also being scary and uh my son and i really really like this movie and end up laughing throughout the entire movie and i think that it's intentional there are some movies that are just bad and you laugh at them because they're bad And I don't want to say any because they might be on somebody's list. Horror movies that just miss the mark and end up being funny. I think this was intentional by him. And these two old people crack us up, especially the lady. This lady should have gotten an Oscar for this movie. I don't know her name. She is the most disturbing person I think I've ever seen in a movie. She is so funny and so wicked and so naked and so strange that this movie, if you haven't seen it, don't get scared off because it says M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, really, it's funny. And Katherine Hahn's in it, and she's always funny. This is a this is a horror comedy, I think, intentionally, and it's my number five, The Visit. Cool. You know, you know in the last, uh, in the podcast for Saturday the 14th, I had mentioned that I went to go see Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. Katherine Hahn actually plays uh, the, the lead love interest in it. Oh, nice. really? Just a little tie in there. She's oh. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, my my number five is one that I saw 
always on a pirate pirated HBO. Uh, but it is up there, and and at some point we may we may watch it maybe for next Halloween. But uh, I I always laughed at this movie, and it's probably not withstand the test of time. But I'm afraid to find out. And it will be called Pandemonium. What is it? It's it, it's a horror Never movie. Heard. It's a horror movie spoof with Tommy Smothers as a Mountie. <laughs> <laughs> And it's and and I I loved the Smother, Smothers Brothers growing up. I adored the Smothers Brothers. So anything I I mean I watched uh, my parents uh, somehow found uh, reruns. We would watch reruns together of the the original '60s show, and then I think they had a resurgence and did another one, or at least they had a spe- they had specials in the '80s. And uh, I just, I love Tommy Smothers and Pandemonium. If you ever, let me let's see if I'm looking it up. Well, what's the story other than the fact that he's a mountain? Um, it is, it's a, it's a cheerleader camp. <laughs> and there's a killer stocking co-eds at a cheerleader camp. And it's all about Tom Smothers as the brave Mountie who, along with his trusty horse and bitter deputy Paul Rubens, must track down a killer who is stalking co-eds at a nearby cheerleader camp. That's it. Paul Rubens and Tommy Smothers together at last. Yes. And Carol Kane's in it. And uh, it's, I, I just love it. It sounds funny. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it, it 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 Phil Hartman's in it, and it's Eileen Brennan and Judge Reinhold and just a bunch of people. It's it's very odd and and it definitely falls under the spoof. I think this, as much as we talked about the fact that Saturday the Fourteenth, we that it might be disappointed because people would be expecting a a Friday the Thirteenth parody. This is closer to that idea. Okay. And it's and it's got a singing Mountie on it, so you know, can't go wrong there. <laughs> um, can't go wrong. No. All right, Ed, you're number four. Um, not the uh, recent rendition that one would see on television, but the vehicle starring Michael J. Fox. And later, it's sequel starring Jason Bateman, Teen Wolf. Ah! Yes. Which which I would consider to be a spoof on the... I mean, once again, I think I'm, I'm with David on this. Spoof is such a narrow uh, genre. I kind of went with uh, things that were supposed to have a scary edge and also be funny. Um, and Teen Wolf, I remember uh, very embarrassingly seeing Teen Wolf and telling my friend Mark when I was growing up, going, Mark, you never guess what happened. Yesterday, when I woke up, I think the hairs of my arms are longer than they used to be. <laughs> and he'd be, like, he'd be like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? No, dude, I think that movie was like, that, that was letting me know. I, I think I might be, and I was a little crazy. But also kind of stupid. But yeah, um, I love that movie. Um, the The... The whole thing that he plays basketball and um, and he wolfs out, but then he's got to decide: am I really the wolf or am I the team? And there's like that conflict, and 
But, oh, oh, and then all and everybody needs a cool friend like Styles. Styles. <laughs> um, Styles. Yeah, that was one of our early ones. Yeah, that that uh, oh, was that was. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to talk about. We did that a long time ago. We I spent kinda, most of the. We spend most of the time talking about whether or not the guy takes his dick out at the end of the movie, the extra. Yeah. Are, you, are you familiar with his head? Yes, I am. Okay, so we talk. Most of the episode was devoted to whether or not that guy had his wonk out, and we saw and it. It's a very or not. debatable topic. I can see that being a hot debate. Yeah, yeah. We we stared at it I, for a while. I don't know if I. I don't know where I stand on that. <laughs> Well, let us know when you when you know because you may you oh, may be I'll, the sw- I'll, study, I'll study it over and over again. <laughs> You'll be the swing vote. Hey, All right, Dave, you're number four. <laughs> Dave, you're number four. My number four is a movie that uh, my son helped me make my list, and I wrote down I don't know I have about a dozen things written down, and one I told him to number them for me. He numbered them all wrong, by the way. <laughs> I, I, he he was he failed miserably, but he uh, did not include this in my top five and was shocked that I did. And the movie is This Is the End, uh. and I hate almost every single one of those guys in that movie, and <laughs> I cannot stop laughing when I watch it, except for Danny McBride. Danny McBride to me walks on water, but I can't stand Seth Rogen. Franco's okay. Um, Jonah Hill, holy crap! I hate these yeah, guys. I'm no Jonah Hill fan. I am no, no. Jonah Hill fan. And they got some funny people to just kind of be in it. Like Paul Rudd is in it. I adore Paul Rudd. He's in it for about two minutes. Aziz Ansari. Like I like some of the little people that are in it, but it's mostly that core group of friends, Jay Baruchel and and those guys. I hate them, yeah. and I love this movie. I think it's so funny, and I don't know. What, it's just, it's the, it's the. I don't, it's not a spoof, but it's the take of the Hollywood actor take on what the end of the world looks like. Because mm-hmm. the end of the world looks different for everybody. These guys are super rich, super spoiled, super high. You know, like, what does that look like to a group of shallow actors? And I think that's what I like about it. So <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is the end, I think, is my number four. <laughs> My number four. From Pirated HBO, yeah. From Pirated. Actually, no. This was actually on Netflix. And it's a recent ad edition. And I finally saw it after years of, or not even years, but but about hearing f- about it so much. And then having seen Thor Ragnarok, I watched What We Do in the Shadows. Oh. Holy <laughs> crap, that is hilarious. I'm not a fan. Really? Yeah, I, I tried. I, it took me two and it, no, two viewings to get through it. I just, um, to borrow from Peter Griffin, I find that it insists upon itself. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. You will find this funny. This is funny. You will find it funny. And if you don't find it funny, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, I guess I'm an idiot. <laughs> that was so sad in a way. That's, that's what I felt when I watched it. And here's the thing about that. Do I begrudge you for putting it on your list? No, not in the slightest. No. I'm happy it found an audience, but I'm not part of that audience. Yeah, I think I think like we were talking about with uh, Saturday the 14th, everybody, every movie has its audience. It may be small, it may be big, but there's always going to be somebody who has an appreciation for it. 
Right. right. In my appreciation, even for size of 14th is very small, which is <laughs> kind of shameful. Fan club Chris, of one. Christy, do you think... Now, I like that movie a lot, too, What We Do in the Shadows. Do you think that if it wasn't Jermaine Clement that you would like it as much? Nope. Because I think you and I both adore him. Uh-huh. That's It's primarily because of him. I I even like MIB... Well, I like MIB 3 for a lot of reasons, but... But the fact that it's Jermaine Clement makes me laugh. <laughs> He's not even funny in this part. <laughs> but it's just, uh, I I was actually a late, I saw other things before I saw um, Flight of the Concords. I wasn't yeah. into them at all. But I saw, in all things, I saw him in uh, Muppets Most Wanted. And then I backtracked to Flight of the Concords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christy, you have such a bizarre viewing pattern. <laughs> I did. I, 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 I saw him as as one of the guys in the gulag, and then I was like, "Oh, that's the guy from that thing that you like, honey." And he was like, "Yes, it's Jermaine Clement." I've tried to show you Flight of the Concord several times, and I'm like, oh, "I think I'm going to watch it now because he's been on a Muppet movie." <laughs> I just find it funny that it's she was motivated by Muppets Most Wanted. That's hilarious to me. Yep, it is funny. How did you not watch Flay of the Concords after the first Muppets when you knew that Britt McKenzie wrote all the music? I ran out of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. Didn't have time for it. Um, but then but then like that the sexy <laughs> It's sexy time. <laughs> it's sexy time. It's business time. Business time, business time. <laughs> this, is funny. <laughs> this goes through my head <sighs> apparently with the wrong words uh, alright uh, Ed we're on your number three um, my number three is, uh, really my last three I had a hard time choosing what my number one was any of these could be my number ones um, but my number three is Shaun of the Dead oh yeah nice yeah um uh, I want I want to go to the Winchester. Uh, I want to <laughs> I want to I want to battle I want to b- battle zombies to Queens don't stop me now. I want to chain up Ed to the shed in the back. Um, I want to do it all. I want I love the beginning where Sean's just so oblivious, you know, and and sees all the zombies as just being you know somebody who's wasted or hungover or something like that. I I just think it's a it's a great little movie um, and a great take on the zombie um, affair. I I love it. <laughs> oh, and you got you have you have a little red on you. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you're number three. All right, number three. I'm thankful that I got to start using this. I've, I, this is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I've been able to work it into a few lists lately. It's only number three on this list because it doesn't have as much comedy in it as the others. And some people may argue it has zero comedy, and I'm a psychopath for putting it on here. But my number three is American Psycho because it is, at times, the darkest comedy that's ever been made. Mm -hmm. There are times that uh, it's certainly a slasher movie or it is social commentary on the 80s or on misogyny or any of those kind of things. But there are times that this movie is so funny, laugh out loud funny. Um, One of our 
former panelists and one of my dear friends, Steve, who I was a projectionist with, we would time this and talk about the jokes in this that nobody else would get. And we would they would think we were weird because we were laughing at this. But there are times that it is definitely supposed to be funny. Patrick Bateman's excuse for ever leaving any situation is that he has to return some videotapes. <laughs> and every time he would say that, like if Steve and I were to watch this together, we know oh, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. I have to return some videotapes. We would be elbowing each other because it's that kind of funny that I don't think a lot of people get. And some people are probably be like, "Well, this guy's sick." It's supposed to be funny, and it's in a movie where you are supposed to be disturbed, and you are. But the comedy moments uh, just make it all the better. So American Psycho is my number three. You make me want to see it again. I, I, because. Uh, when you first said American Psycho, I was like, there's something wrong with David. Um, <laughs> now, now, uh, now that you say that, maybe I should review it. So. Yeah. I, fi- I, find, I find the funny parts so funny. And it's mostly Christian Bale's performance. Christian Bale hits every note perfectly. And when he's supposed to be menacing, he is. And when he's supposed to be funny... He gets even, he's very smarmy. Patrick Bateman is probably the most smarmy character ever. And he gets more smarmy as he's supposed to be funny. And he just pulls it off. I adore the movie. I adore him. He's good in everything to me. Even when he's yelling at crew members, I don't give a shit. I love that guy. Oh, good for you. (laughs) When he was a little kid in Empire of the Sun, he was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Newsies, come on. We got to do, that's 90s, isn't it? Newsies is 90s, isn't yeah. it, Christy? Yes. Damn. Sorry. That Empire of the Sun, man. That was great. Love him. All right. My number three is a classic. It, I had a hard time with my top three, too, because they could all be number one. Uh, but my number three is Young Frankenstein. If you're blue That's parody. Yes. We were talking about... Uh, I was listening to actually no, I was listening to a show about they were talking about Mel Brooks movies and and different things and there's so many things that we could never ever ever do today Th- things that are are parodied and and made fun of and uh, it for me it started with with Young Frankenstein and and then I went backwards and went to Blazing Saddles and and uh, History of the World Part One it just uh, I love Frankenstein, Young Frankenstein, Gene Wilder, uh, it, so many wonderful performances. Cloris Leachman, just amazing. Even Terry Gar. Um, why? Why even Terry Gar? I'm actually not a huge Terry Gar fan. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't realize it was going to be a Terry Gar bash fest it's when not, I started doing it. Um, I would like to speak up for Terry Gar and say that I would love to roll, roll, roll and see hay with her. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very quotable too, um, young Frankenstein. Do yes, you like Mel Brooks, Ed? Do you like Mel Brooks' movies? Oh, do I I love Mel Brooks movies. Matter of fact, we do a show on Mel Brooks movies. And like I said, I've only heard like um a few of your episodes, uh the Grady's. But um you do a show on Mel Brooks movies, I'm all over it. I'm I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan. Oh okay. it it we probably you guys would. Have fun with that. You're not a Mel Brooks guy. I'm a, I, I, I ask anytime Mel Brooks comes up, I have to ask people because I want to know their opinion. I hate Mel Brooks. I think his movies are awful. I don't laugh at any of them. And maybe I'm just not getting it. I am. I know I'm far in the minority and people love Mel Brooks. 
I think the guy, I, I missed the boat on the Mel Brooks altogether. I don't like a single one of his movies. Hmm? See? Hey, it, I, 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 uh, what we do in the shadows with me, you know? Yeah. Mel Brooks with you. Yep. So. Yeah. I, I missed the boat on that one, so I understand. <laughs> All right, we're in our, our double, in our, well, we've always been in the single digits. It's only a list of five. Um, <laughs> Ed, you're number two. Uh, my number two is Scream. Um, I, uh, once again, saw it at the right time of my life. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when it came out, but I know it was in my 20s. And, um, you know, and just, I really bought into the comedy of it. Um, David Arquette's character in particular, uh, which I think gets overlooked a lot in the film. Um, uh, from the opening scene with Drew Barrymore, um, uh, Courtney Cox, uh, I think, delivers a performance where she takes on a character that is not Monica from, or is that her name? Monica Geller uh, from yeah. Friends. You know, she doesn't, she's not uh, doing some variation of that. I think she's, uh, I think all, all in all, it's a nice tight little film that deserves the credit and the uh, attention it gets. Does this, uh, wasn't this a return to film of Drew Barrymore too? Like it started another uh, phase guess, in her career. If you could yeah, say, if you could say one little opening scene as a return to film, I mean, I, then yeah, that it really opened up the door to her going back and doing things like Fifty First Dates and Charlie's Angels and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, she was she was on this downturn where she was a child star and then she had all these problems and then she was doing stuff like crap, like CD movies, like Poison Ivy. Oh. <laughs> So, yeah, this was kind of her getting back into the mainstream, I'd say definitely. Just having her be some part of something uh, very successful, that's what I think. Right. Of, that it brought her back yeah. to something more mainstream and successful and not a joke. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. All right, Dave, you're number two. Well, I was going to just chime oh. right in and say we might as well keep talking about it because, Ed, you're a genius. Because Scream is also my number two. <laughs> I I really now we know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I it's that Kevin Williamson for whatever reason when he wrote that and then it started to dwindle from thing to thing. And I never watched Dawson's Creek. Uh, and I know what you did last summer. And he like started to like peter out. But that first script when everybody knew who Kevin Williamson was like who gives a crap who Kevin Williamson is but now everybody wants him and he's gonna write everything because he is this super slick super smart sophisticated scriptwriter. and in this case he so was the script is unbelievable the comedy in it you you said you go to Arquette I love him in this I go more to Matthew Lillard I think he is the yeah. comedy guts of this especially at the end well when yeah, like he is he is unhinged and funny in this to to an extreme where I remember being upset that he wasn't going to be in it. There are people that he is actually in Scream 2. It's it's not really him, but there's this uh fan uh theory that he survived Scream 1 because there's a party scene in Scream 2 and he's in the background. Mm. And, and I think he, he was only there because he was dating 
somebody. He might have been dating Nev Campbell or something. I don't know who he was dating. But he just stopped by, and they're like, well, get in the scene. And he's in the background in the scene in costume. I, I think it's stupid. Isn't it, curious, isn't it curious that everything I said about Scream, I didn't mention Nev Campbell once? <laughs> and yet he takes you to bring her up? I, I don't know why. I enjoyed her performance. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get you, though. Nev Campbell is kind of the stick stick up her ass of that whole movie, but she's supposed to be. Yeah, that's her character. Yeah. yeah. So it needs to revolve around somebody, and it just happens to be her. Everybody else gets to have way more fun than she does in that movie. Jamie Kennedy is hilarious in the movie. That movie is so good that at the time I was living in Maryland, it was very rural, and uh, I had to drive out of state to go to the movies that's how rural it was where i was living and i had to drive dover delaware to see see movies and i wanted to see this movie loved it so much i drove back and forth several times from state to state to see scream i just love the script and and i still watch it and my son's watched it and he loves it too it's just it still holds up to me and it's my number two cool my number two would be something that you guys have mentioned already and it'd be Shaun of the dead i love that movie Nice. That movie, that movie just I I adore Simon Pegg. I I do. There are some things that I haven't cared for him in, but mostly all of his stuff that he's done. Did you like Hot Fuzz? I I loved Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, I I love I and I loved um, Spaced. He was in in the in a TV show in Britain with um, the other guy who's in. All of those movies with him, his partner. Uh, the guy, the Nick guy who plays that. Yeah. He, the space. I loved space. It was just a quirky, funny, um, British Britcom, and I loved him yeah, in I think that. You can watch it on Netflix or something. Yes, I, I I love that. So so for me, you know, there's a little bit of gore in Shaun of the Dead, <laughs> but it's so over the top and so ridiculous that I, I can stand it. Um, so it, it definitely the humor just always makes me laugh and it, it I always love the fact that at every con you can see a picture of somebody cosplaying as characters from from uh, Shaun of the Dead yeah always running right. around with a cricket bat Shaun's an easy costume though he's an easy costume yeah it well, probably hinges on the cricket bat like if there's a, a fanboy out there that happens to find a cricket bat, that's probably the gateway to saying, now I can dress up like Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Get a, get a white Oxford with a little bit of red on it, red tie, your name badge, you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so my number two, Shaun of the Dead. All right, we are rounding first. Ed, what is your number one? Well, my number one actually was Young Frankenstein. Um, for the obvious reasons that we stated, also so quotable. Uh-huh. Uh, put the candle back. Um, um, werewolf, there, wolf, there, castle. I mean, just so quotable. Um, but I'm kind of glad you said Young Frankenstein because I'm allowed to now bring one of my. I'm writing these rules on my own. Um, I'm allowed <laughs> to bring one of my honorable mentions into my number one position, which I never felt good about leaving it as an honorable mention anyway. And that is Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice, I love because of the way that it spoofs. Not necessarily the idea of horror, but the idea of fear and being afraid in general. You know, the whole idea of, you know, what are you really afraid of? You know, 
um, Alex Baldwin and Gina Davis um, being ghosts that, quite frankly, would be like, you know, the the president of your homeowners association, you know, and, <laughs> uh, and her husband, you know, and and really the scariest stuff being the funniest stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think Michael Keaton is freaking brilliant as Beetlejuice. Um, a wonderful casting choice in that. And to the point where I'm almost like, did they write Beetlejuice for Michael Keaton? And um, because, I mean, it just seems like, so- can you picture anybody else, anybody else during that time playing uh, Beetlejuice? I know I can. So, but yeah, I, uh, Young Frankenstein I was there. Beetlejuice was sitting in the honorable mention spot. Now you're talking Christie's language with Beetlejuice because we did that. We did Beetlejuice on the Grady's as well, and uh, I can't think of a bigger fan. Ah, I love Beetlejuice. Yeah, I I love Beetlejuice. So, Uh, Dave, you're number one. Well, we might as well make it a trifecta because the first thing I write down when we do the list is usually my number one. Not always, but it's usually your gut reaction, and there has never been more of a solid number one lock than Shaun of the Dead. It, I think, is the perfect film. There are a few movies that you sit and you can't say, yeah, but this part. And I put Back to the Future and The Empire Strikes Back in the cat- and Raiders of the Lost Ark in these categories. Um, Even Ghostbusters. Even Ghostbusters is what I love. You, I'm I, in that category, too. Yeah, but... Yeah. There's no part of this movie where you go, I, this is the part where I can go get a go get a beer i'm not getting anything i'm Mm. sitting down and watching this because it is perfect and i mentioned my son several times already um one of the things that i adore about my son is his sense of humor and his taste in uh entertainment maybe it's been swayed by me or not but he has already told me that if he can't think of anything to watch this is his go-to thing i can't think of something i'll just watch Shaun of the dead (laughs) it's the perfect movie there is no there is no down part of it. The lines, the you know, fried gold. You know, like you can you can sit there and talk about any part of this movie, and anyone that is a fan that is in the know of the Shaun of the Dead realm will agree with you and pat you on the back because they know that you're right. Um, they tell you the whole film while they're sitting at the bar. They tell you exactly everything that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly written. It's perfectly acted. I love the little things in there. In fact, I just found out something interesting about it um the other day uh chris martin from cold plays at the end as they're planning zombade um <laughs> chris martin is actually in the movie as one of the zombies too and i didn't know that till the other day it's is right outside the winchester when they're about to go in and all the zombies are out there chris martin is in zombie makeup and outside there's That's so cool. many yeah I, I, I had no idea there's so many great little things about this and i do like the other ones too um the World's End, I think, is better than Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz was good. Don't get me wrong. And I, I also learned that they called those three movies, they're a trilogy. And the name of the trilogy is the ice cream that Sean goes to get um, at the convenience store in Shaun of the Dead. Like you were talking about how he doesn't even know. He's oblivious to everything because this is more social commentary. When he's out there on the street going through his day, everybody's zombies. <laughs> This is Edgar Wright saying, virus or no virus, we're all zombies. We zombie through our day. And to the point where when you said, like, when stuff has happened, he doesn't even notice. 
that he's slipping on blood and there's a bloody handprint when he goes to get his ice cream at, at the convenience store. But whatever that ice cream is called, it's some it's some English ice cream. That's the name of this trilogy. Really? That's and I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I could sit and talk about this all day, too. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. And uh, it's my number one. Awesome. Well, I think the three of us should go get a pint at the Winchester and talk about it. Yes, with our <laughs> yeah. cricket bats. My number one is not going to be a surprise to anybody. Dave, can you guess what my number one is? Beetlejuice. No. I'm going out to get a bite to drink. Oh, crap. I know what your number one is. It is Love at First, first. Bite. I find a Richard this... Benjamin classic. Yes. And George freaking Hamilton. Um, a, a George Hamilton joint. A George Hamilton joint. I... <laughs> George Hamilton joint. I find as many times as possible to add or mention Love at First Bite. If you haven't seen it, it won't end up on the greedies because, damn it, it was 1979. But I love this movie on so many levels. Somehow I don't own it because I can't find it. Much like my other one of my other favorites of his, uh, Zorro the Gay Blade, up there with me as a quintessential 70s 70s movie and a parody movie uh, is is just it's schmoozy and Artie Johnson's in it and everybody from my childhood is in it and so I love it I love it that's just that's it that's it what what are your feelings Christy about Flight Night the original or the remake the remake in the 80s ah. Uh... I, no. I I do like it. Um, I, I did. I do have to say, I did avoid watching it for quite a while because it is kind of scary. It's up there with being scary. Um, yeah. But the humor, I really enjoy. Yeah, I find it funny. Like I find Love at First Bite funny. I think I think they're both on par funny for me. But that's uh, I see that you have an homage to Love at First Bite in a holy sort of way so I'm, I'm not going to expect you to jump on that train with me but uh, I, the, the comedy seems to ring true in the same way to me yeah so. I, I, I think the thing that I love about Love at First Bite on so many levels is it's so quotable for me just you know children of the night shut up and, and my favorite uh, with you never quickie always elongi I think you say oh. that on every show. I do. We should do it. We should put an asterisk on this and allow each of us to do one non-80s movie. Yeah, we might have to, because they're, they're just that. It's that one little gap in 1979. So many good things came out, and it just weren't on the edge of it. Yeah. Well, you you uh, you're in charge of the show. You could uh, you could certainly make an amendment. I'm gonna have to go watch it. Just to, just every time I talk about it or think about it, I'm like I need to watch that again. Well, I want to go watch Young Frankenstein now. Oh yes, yes. And I did have I did have Fright Night as one of my honorable mentions. The new I never saw the original Fright Night, um, but the new one with uh, Colin Farrell and David Tennant is really funny. But you're right, it is it is scary for. Someone that th that would rather see comedy than horror, they might be disturbed by it. But it is really funny. David Tennant's hilarious. Oh, well, I, oh yeah. I, 
I forgot about the fact that they redid it with Colin Farrell. So you're talking about that. Here I am thinking that the one in the 80s was the the remake, and I was like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about with this, like, original. Maybe that goes back to the 60s or something. So, yeah, you're right. So well, I guess I am talking about the original. Okay. Yeah, because the, the, the David so. Tennant one, because I love David Tennant, I love that one. But, you know, you always go back to the original Awesome. These are really good lists. So I hope that we have inspired you in our best of five lists of of funny horror movies, parody horror movies, many genres, whatever it means to you. Uh, please kind of revisit some of these great movies that are out there and let us know your best of five, top five uh, list of, of horror, funny horror movies. Uh, let us know on our Facebook page or on our Twitter. And please keep supporting us on Patreon if you can. Uh, it really means a lot. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Dave. You betcha. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Dave. And we'll see you next week. Bye.